Welcome to the Living With Chronic Illness Podcast. I'm Mariel Metcalf, Head of Living With at Research Partnership. In this episode, we will be discussing treatments for Crohn's disease and how they benefit those living with a condition. We hope you find this podcast of value. And if you want to find out more, please visit researchpartnership.com forward slash living with. Darren, you have already spoken about your experience with being diagnosed with Crohn's disease and its impact on day-to-day life. Now I'd like to talk to you about what you are doing in terms of coping with a condition. So first, may I ask which doctor you consider to be the main physician helping you with your Crohn's and how often do you see this up? My main consultant physician is at my hospital. I've got an annual appointment, which I see him at, where they go through all the results of tests through the year. Or I see one of the nurse practitioners. I see them probably more, but I see them a couple of times. So they keep a rough eye on how it's going. And then I see the main consultant once a year. I see. So when you say main consultant, is that a gastroenterologist? Yeah, the specialist. Specialist. Thank you. So how satisfied are you with the relationship you're having with your doctor, with your specialist? I'm extremely happy. They're always keeping me in the loop. They monitor everything, all the tests quite well. So if there's any concerns, like if there's a slight abnormality on the blood results, they will contact me usually within a couple of days of the actual blood test. So they seem to be quite well on top of all the results side of it. Great. Okay. So now we're just going to discuss about your treatment. Could you take me through the treatments you've had in the past leading up to what you're currently taking now? Yeah. um, The first treatment I had was, I think it was called mesalazine, which is a form of the immunosuppressant drugs. But that actually made my symptoms worse, almost mimicked the symptoms of Crohn's without being a full flare up. So I had all the pain, all the other side effects. Once they realised that, which was only about two weeks, they transferred me over to another medication which I can't remember the name of because I was only on that for about a week because it started doing exactly the same. And then they got me on my current one, which is azathioprine, or what was my current one, on quite a high dose on that. And that seemed to settle everything down at first. And how long were you in azathioprine? Probably about 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Nearly 10 years. It's only actually been about two, three years since I've been off the azathioprine. But up until then, I was on azathioprine every day. And after azathioprine, you said you were on infliximab infusions. So you've been on infliximab now for a couple of years? I'm on my third cycle, or cycle as they call it. At one point, I was on azathioprine and infliximab at the same time. And they was using the infliximab as a stabilizer. So that way, then the azathioprine had something to work with. But after nearly six years of being on the both they realised that the azathioprine wasn't really holding up anymore because every time I came off the infliximab within six months, I was having bad flare-ups again. Then they started me on the infliximab and then take me off the azathioprine but kept me on the infliximab and everything stayed, well, as the doctor said, perfectly level. Uh, Excellent. (laughs) So it was a good sign that just being on the infliximab was enough to keep my in remission sort of thing. So since being on infliximab, have you had a flare? 
I've had minor flares where I've had to go onto the steroids just to get a jump on it and get it all under control, but nothing as bad as I had in the past. Right. So would you say you're quite satisfied with Infliximab? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the pain of being stuck with an IV for a couple of hours every eight weeks, it's pain I'd have every time. Yeah. So what has it allowed you to do now that maybe you couldn't do before you were put on it? I think the biggest thing is just forget I've got Crohn's. Apart from when I'm stuck in the hospital, I can completely forget I've got it effectively. Oh, that sounds excellent. So do you still have to look at the triggers of what could give you a flare even while you're on infliximab? I know I do have some triggers, like I was saying earlier, tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> and at this time of year, if I have any flare-ups, it'd be around now because it's warmer weather. I eat more salads and I do love tomatoes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> fresh, fresh off the tomato plant's the worst one. It's yes. like... One for the pot and two for my mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so just going back to the treatment, yes, it's really working well for you. And you had, you know, obviously said that you have steroids on standby when you have a flare. So do you take it when you start feeling a flare coming on in between infusions? So how does that work with the steroids? What I normally do is if I've got the upset stomach and stomach pains, I ignore it for 48 hours. So that way, if it's a bug, it will be out of my system. If it's something I've eaten, it should settle down. If by the third day, it doesn't seem to be getting any better, it's getting worse, that's when I start taking the steroids. And you said you do a full course of steroids. Yeah. And how, so how frequently do you take that then? It's a reducing course. So for the first week, I'm on eight tablets a day. I think that's 40 milligrams of works out mm-hmm. for a full week. And then after that, every four days, I half the dose. 8, 40, down to 20, then it's down to 15, then 10, then 5. Okay, so has that been working well then? With Yeah, it seems to have always got on top of it within a couple of days. Okay, you took me through how you were on one treatment, then another, another. With the switching of treatments, whose decision was that to switch? Did you say, look, this is not working for me, I need to switch it? Or was it mainly the doctor who said we need to switch it? Um, it was both, effectively. With the first tablets, when I realised that I was having the same stomach problems, that time it was the doctor. I actually saw a different doctor, completely independent. And when they looked back at the symptoms and when they started, and then they worked out, actually, these tablets could be causing it, I'll give you something else. So it was actually a different doctor got me off the first lot and put me on a second lot. And then Mm -hmm. the consultant saw the letter come through and said, no, that shouldn't have been on the middle lot let's try your knees. (laughs) That's the problem here in the UK. You've got your local GP, then you've got the emergency GP, then you've got your consultants, and they don't always talk to each other as quickly as they should. Oh, no. So you're giving mixed messages from... Yeah. I don't think it was so much mixed. It's just slow. One doctor telling another doctor what they've done and the information getting passed on. I see. How did that make you feel? It seems a bit confusing (laughs) with their... I'm used to it, to tell you the truth. (laughs) The doctors over here, they're very good at what they do, but they're not always the best at fast communication. But um, since they've started integrating all their systems digitally, it seems to be a lot more effective and efficient than passing information between each other. I see. So it's probably a bit more real time being digital. Okay, so you're saying it was a mix of both yourself and your doctor. What about the uh, move to infliximab? Whose decision was that to try that? That was a joint decision. I'd been to see the consultant 
and they told me about this treatment where it's a biometric infusion. Would I like to take part and see how I get on? I trust the doctors coming from a parent in a medical background is a case of, well, if they think it may work, it's worth a shot. Worst case can happen, it will make it a bit worse while I'm on it. And if that's the case, I'll just stop. It's worth a go. So do you know how they picked infliximab over the other biologics? Were you aware there were other similar ones and they said, we think um, for you? They, they told me there was the biometric treatment or biologic treatment, but the one they were using at the time was infliximab. So that was the only one available at the hospital I went to at the time. I see. Yeah. Did they have to sell the fact that it was an infusion to you in any way, you know, that you'd have to come and it would be a couple of hours, um, I say, or? Actually, the nurse practitioner I saw who was running the trial or the introduction group, he turned around and said it was the best way he could. He goes, look at it this way. We stick with a needle, you get a day off work. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. The thing is that, I was sat in the hospital chair with Netflix, headphones yeah. in, feet up, having lovely staff bring me cups of tea every couple of hours with a needle stuck in me, doing nothing. So yeah. it was a nice time off. Oh, they, they know. They know what to say, don't they? Exactly. Uh, I did get my own back on him because when he stuck the needle in, he hit the back of the vein. Oh, is that worse, sir? That's worse because it made my blood pressure drop and I almost passed out. Oh, no. <laughs> and he panicked. So I got revenge that way. Oh, I see. And I've never let him live it down since. Oh, gosh. So I guess the experience with infliximab is okay. Um, aside from medical treatments, are there other ways that you are, I guess, self-treating yourself because of Crohn's? Or do you just you know, rely on the prescription treatment? I have tended to be a bit more careful what I eat. I know myself there's nothing which really triggers it. But I do know that I'm more likely to get a flare up if I have a creamy curry rather than a spicy. That's interesting. It's, yeah, for some reason, the more creamy the curry, the more likely I am to have a bit of stomach problems for a few days afterwards. There's simple things like that, which it doesn't make sense, but actually works for me. So the hardest thing is working out what's right for yourself. So what advice would you give other people with Crohn's about this in terms of how they could manage it? Unless they're having the worst reactions or, you know, more severe flare-ups than I've ever had, try just forgetting that you've got it and just live a normal life because stress is a trigger. That is one common trigger for everybody, even IBS or any of the bowel disease. Stress makes it worse. Mm. So if you can just switch off from it, even for a day, you will feel better. So to close out this section, I just wanted for you to imagine that you could design your ideal Crohn's disease treatment. You know, what qualities would it have? How would it work? Can you describe that to me? Maybe some way to have the infusion without the needle. <laughs> or it's just simple things when you're having, well, for me, the infliximab, it's a more comfy chair. Because, you know, you're sat in the chair for two or three hours you can't really move because every time you move, you set the alarm off on the IV machine because it thinks there's a blockage somewhere in the pipe or you've crimped it. So that's annoying. It's just getting it into you, which would be more ideal rather than any real changes. So if you could design your own treatment, anything is open. So would you prefer that it was an injection or oral or administration that was different? I think is if they could do it orally, which I know they can't because the stomach acid would destroy the infusion, the part of it, which actually does the work. Um, if they could do it in a single shot injection, 
or even one injection every once a month, that would be a better improvement than being stuck in a hospital chair. Hmm, I see. And what would this ideal treatment allow you to do that you wouldn't be able to do? Let's say you had the perfect treatment for Crohn's. I don't think it would change anything on that aspect because I think I've got quite a positive attitude about it. Unless it's flaring up, I don't let it get in the way. The only thing it does is having to book the time off work to go there for the treatment because to get to the hospital for me, it's an hour's drive. By the time you drive there, park, get into the hospital, into the ward, that's an hour. Then you've got your treatment time. Then you've got to get back home and you effectively lose half a day. So even going to the local doctors and them doing the, ja- the injection would just free up the whole day and you wouldn't feel like you're wasting a day every time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Darren, for taking us through your experience with treatments. In our next podcast, we will be talking about information and support related to Crohn's disease. We hope you can join us for that session.